0: Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 68, The Power of Habits, Rituals, and Routines. Hi, this is Ray Edwards from RayEdwards.com, and you're listening to Brian Holmes, one of my favorite people, and certainly one of my favorite podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. My name is Brian Holmes, and you have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating destinies. I believe with all of my heart that if we do some of that, we can change the world in which we live. Hey, it's our desire to see you healed, your mind renewed and transformed. And we want to see you discover who you really are and become all that God has created you to be. Going to be an awesome program today. I trust you're ready to engage and improve and grow. Let's get started, everybody. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act but it is a habit. These are the words of Aristotle. Again, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but it is a habit. As we embark on another new year, a couple of weeks now into a new year, one of the most important things we can do if we're going to grow, if we're going to improve, if we're going to See measurable results, measurable difference in this new season is evaluating our habits. Habits, as you probably are aware, when formed become second nature. And these second nature habits literally are the drivers, they're in control of our lives. Our habits govern the direction or the trajectory of our lives. We literally behave and act. Out of habit. Give you an example of this. I assume that every day you wake up and crawl out of bed. For most of us, the next thing that we do is we stroll gingerly into the restroom to relieve ourselves of whatever we have partaken of the night before. We typically get in the shower. Here's something to think about. Now, I'm going to get really personal with you here, but have you ever stopped to consider that every time you get in the shower or in the bath that you bathe yourself in the exact same order? You, you pick up the bar of soap, you apply it to your wash rag or your little sponge, and I guarantee you, you start at the same place on your body every single time and probably follow a pattern as you bathe and shower. I know I do. And here's the kick. You don't even think about it. It is not something you consciously are aware of or you're processing to say, okay, I'm going to start my rubbing soap on my chest. Then I'm going to move to my left arm, my right arm, my right leg, my left leg, my right foot. Make sure to get between the toes now. We don't think about these types of behaviors or actions because over time, these have become ingrained second nature habits. Now, that's a practical example, but I will tell you that in the broader spectrum of your life, in the areas that really, really matter, your relationships, your finances, your health, your business, the things that are important to you, or at least you say they're important to you, in those areas, I propose to you that you are a creature of habit and you are behaving and acting out of second nature habits. And you're doing the same things repeatedly over and over again and a lot of times hoping for a different result. But these habits produce results. And when these results that we're presently experience, uh, experiencing in life don't match up to what we want or maybe don't measure up to what we know we're really capable of, as Rafiki said in the wonderful movie Lion King, look closer. You have to look closer, Simba. Because somewhere in your life are embedded, ingrained habits that are producing results. And if you want a bigger and better result, you have to change the habits. So what habits are holding you back? What changes can you make in your life that will bring about the desired results that you're looking for? That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. We're going to talk about the Power of habits, the power of rituals, and the power of routine. Well, I'm going to start today with a biblical principle that will give us a great launching pad from which to dive into this topic. James chapter four, verse seventeen. Therefore, to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. So to him that knows to do good, one translation says, and does it not, to him it's sin. This translation, the New American Standard Version of the Bible says, Therefore, to the one who knows the right thing to do but does not do it, to him it's sin. Now, you know, whether you are brought up in a religious environment or not, the word sin conjures in our minds uh, the this unbelievably tormenting and boding punishment that's going to come out of the atmosphere and God is going to come with his big hammer, his big baseball bat, fire and brimstone and punish us for our sin. Well, I'd like to propose to you that that's not at all what the Scripture is talking about. The, wor- the word sin here is actually a term for, that is uh, an archery term. It comes from the archery uh, sport, if you will. And the word "sin" very simply means missing the mark. So let's assume now that the mark or the target is your potential. The target is that which you are capable of. The target is that which, f- for that for which you were created. That purpose, that destiny, that plan that God has for your life. Uh, Let's just say that that target is a successful business that you have seeded in your heart. You're dreaming about it. You're planning about it. The target is the fulfillment of the greatness that is in you. But there are some right things that you have to do along the way. And if you don't do the right things along the way, you will not hit the mark you're trying to hit. Very simple principle. One of the more, more interesting things that I've observed about human beings and I am an observer of human beings, <laughs> is that we tend to do the same things over and over and over again. And as I mentioned earlier, most often we don't even think about it. We just we go about our business and do what we do without even consciously being aware of what's getting us where we're going. Have you ever been driving your car, maybe to work or... Uh, maybe to the grocery store or maybe to church or you've just been driving somewhere and just at some moment along the way you become aware that you've not been aware of where you've been going but yet you're exactly where you're supposed to be because somehow intuitively and unconsciously in second nature you were going uh down the right streets, taking the, the correct turns, and you were navigating uh, the path that was going to get you to where you were going, but you weren't thinking about it. And you look at me and say, well, how, gosh, how did I get here? That's happened to me so many hundreds of times. And I tell you what, how we live our life and the mega outcomes that we experience, good or bad, are the result of that same phenomenon. Habits. Habits. Second nature habits. Think about this, what we eat, how we spend money, how we comb our hair, how we get up every day and do what we do, how we go to the same job every day, hoping that maybe today will be different and I'll be happy about being on this job, (laughs) how we veg in front of the TV for hours in mindless activity. And we wonder why we never get ahead. How we don't invest in ourselves, we don't invest in our minds, we don't invest in knowledge, and we wonder why we get passed over for that promotion. How we engage in, and this one's gonna hurt someone, how we engage in religious activities, maybe, and, and because it's the right thing to do, we think, right? It's it's well, I'm supposed to do this, but yet we never really are healed from the inside out. We're never transformed, we never find ourselves plugged into that purpose and that destiny that God created us to fulfill. I mean, man, I could go on and on with examples, but think about it. Think of the things you do every day, and I would suggest to you that so many of those are deeply ingrained habits that are not producing the results in your life that you desire to have. The life that you and I desire can be attained. It can be. The Bible says, to him who believes, all things are possible. All things. So whatever you dream about, whatever you consider as something you want to aspire to, it can be done. Oh, it can be done if you're willing to examine your habits. So Brian, what are we talking about here today? What What does this look like? How, how do I even uh, begin the process of mining in this field of conundrum to discover what it is that might be holding me back well let's begin with this number 1 what do you want can i just can i just get you to really take maybe 30 minutes and shut everything else out and really ponder what do you want in life what do you believe that god wants for you what what vision or aspiration or dream or idea is swimming around in there, but yet for whatever reason, it's never like engaged. The gear, it never goes into drive. It just stays in neutral or park. What area of your life are you presently unsatisfied with? What area of your life do you know can be and should be better? What area of your life do you desire to see change in? Financially, maybe? Are, are you happy with your present financial condition? or maybe not. Well, in either case, what are your present habits? Because your present habits as it relates to money have brought you to the place where you find yourself today. What about your health? Are you happy with your health? And I'm not just talking about weight. We we have a fixation in our culture on what a person weighs, and I, that is critically important. No question that one can be obese. By the same token, a person can actually be uh, too thin and too skinny and not nourished enough. But I'm not just talking about your weight. I'm talking about, see, I, I know I have a family member who is very close to me, very dear to me, and and by all outward appearance is very healthy because this person is slim and toned, seems to be toned. This person is uh, not in any way obese. This person seems to be very active But at the same time, when you watch what they eat and watch how they conduct themselves, you know that internally there are things that are being downgraded in their body because their health cannot be right. And they're beginning to see some signs of this. So if you're not happy with your present health scenario, then what are the habits that you are engaged in unconsciously? So you have to bring these into your consciousness. You have to bring them into your awareness so that you can assess them. That's What we're talking about is becoming aware. What about your learning or your knowledge? The Bible says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. What does that mean? Well, it simply means that if you're not growing in your mind, you are dying. It means if you are not expanding the capacity and the understanding of your intellect and the wisdom that you might need to go to new levels, then you are not just maintaining the status quo. You're actually becoming of diminished value. Do you have a habit that is adding value to your life in this area, like reading or taking courses or listening to uh, materials on tapes or CDs or online MP3s or whatever it may be? Do you have something in place that's adding value to you in these areas, or are you just hoping that What you know presently is enough to get you where you think you want to go. What about relationships? What about your relationship with your spouse, your wife, your husband? What about your relationship with your children? You know, this is one of the areas that I have made a priority in my life in 2015 is that I want to take these relationships with my wife of 26 years almost and with my children to a completely different level. And I'm going to have to change a number of habits that i have fallen into in order to see that come about so i've chosen i've elected to be aware and i've i've been willing to come under accountability and been willing to be honest with myself and with others that these are things that i will work on so how do we how do we begin to really identify and and get through this process how do we how do we hone in on the, the power of harnessing the power of habits, rituals, and routines. How do we really do this thing, Brian? I, I've never been a person, I just get up and hope everything works out each day. That's great. Things will work out, but they may not be what you hope they will be. So if, like me, if you want to take your life to the next level in this new season, I want to encourage you to consider these five steps five steps that I'm going to recommend to you that I believe if you will work and process through these, and by the way, a little hint, I would encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to see these areas of your life more clearly because we have this propensity to see what we want to see or to frame what we see in a way that makes us feel better about things. But ask the Lord, God, help me to see this in a real way, help me to see this in an authentic and a very objective way so that I can begin to go higher and accomplish more and become more of what you've created me to be. So let me recommend to you the following five steps. Number one, if you wanna develop the and, and harness the power of habits and rituals and routines, you have to answer this question to begin with. What do I want? You say, well, I want a new car. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. And and that may be fine. Set that as a goal, okay? We're not talking about goals today. We're talking about habits. Uh, answer, the, what, what do I want? Well, I want my life to look like this. I want to have a family that is rich in relationship. I want to have a family, a relationship with my wife that is intimate and powerful. And I want to be best friends with my wife or my husband. I want to be, I want to be close. I want to be able to talk to them about anything and share life with them and and have conversations that are just not around business and not around uh, you know outside relationships. I want to be able to just have a rich relationship with the people that I love. That's my family area. In my area of my finances, I really want to be financially independent. I want to be in a position where I have enough passive income coming in every single month that I don't have to worry about where my Resources are going to be coming from. I I want to be able to be free to travel. I want to be able to be free to give and to bless other people. I want. So you begin to think about if if man if if there were no uh, no big rocks standing in the way, what would you want for your life in the area of relationship with God, relationship with family, relationship with others, financially, business, health, all these different areas in your life. What do I want? That question must be answered. Number two, I believe we must examine our beliefs and habits in each of those areas. So if I say that I want to be financially independent, then I have to define what that means for me because that means different things to different people. But then I have to say, okay, what do I believe about money? What do I believe about saving? What do I believe about investing? What do I believe about giving? What do I believe about budget? What do I believe about living within my means? So I have to look at not what I know I should believe. I have to look at what are my beliefs and habits? What have they been like up until this moment? And will those particular beliefs and habits serve me in seeing what I really want to come about? Well, how do you examine those things? Well, you have to look at what you've been doing repeatedly. And as Our great friend Dr. Phil McGraw says it's either working or it's not working. And you must be honest with yourself. So number one, answer the question, what do I want? Number two, examine your beliefs and habits in each of the areas concerning what it is you want. Number three, identify new beliefs that you must replace limiting ones with and identify new habits that you can develop and live out so that the needle will move in the direction that you're trying to go. What new beliefs must I form? What new habits must I create? What new habits and beliefs must I live out in my day-to-day life so that I will be moving in the direction of what I believe God wants for my life and what I want for my life? So number one, answer the question. Number two, examine your beliefs and habits. Number three, identify the beliefs and habits that you must develop. Number four, commit commit. What am I committing to? I'm committing to the new beliefs and to the new habits. And I'm making a commitment to myself to do these actions, these habits, every day, every week, for a minimum of 90 days or however long it takes so that it becomes second nature. Here's the thing. Everything you've been doing to this point is second nature, which means you don't even think about it. In forming a new habit, one must repeat it intentionally and with great discipline every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, until at some point it it's no longer required or no longer requires discipline. Now it's become second nature. It's just who you are and what you do. So you must make a commitment to the discipline of forming the habit by repeating it every day, every hour, every week, whatever it takes. I say for 90 days, but the truth is until, until, It is second nature. It's it's become a part of you. And I find, by the way, sometimes in order to really make that work, I have to block time on my calendar for these activities. And I do that. So answer the question, number one. Two, examine your beliefs and your habits. Three, identify the new beliefs and new habits you have to form and develop. Four, commit to doing this every day, every day, every day, until it becomes second nature. Number five. Now that I have formed new habits, I want to establish rituals and routines. Well, Brian, what the heck is that? Well, let me ask you this question. What can you do to frame these new habits in a way that will give you a track to run on every day? In other words, these things are are maybe not yet second nature to me, but what can I do to develop a ritual or a routine where I know every day I'm gonna get up in the morning and I'm gonna do this? You say, well, I don't like the word ritual. Well, listen, a ritual is nothing more, nothing less than an act or a series of acts done in a particular situation or for a particular purpose, and they're done in the same way each time. A ritual is just an act or a series of acts done for a reason, for a purpose. And they're done the exact same way every single time. In the same manner, a routine is a regular way of doing things in a particular order. So ritual, routine, they're similar. There are some distinctions, but they're similar. Rituals and routines, when properly structured, ladies and gentlemen, give us a track to run on, especially while we're working to form and develop these new habits. So you need a plan, and you need a track to run on, and rituals and routines give you this framework by which you can live your life in a more productive way and create these things so that they benefit you in a great way and take you where you really want to go. So, all right, Brian, give me give me some kind of an example of a, a ritual or a routine. Okay. I'll give you one major one here, and, and I'm going to just share with you a personal example. This is my morning ritual my morning ritual and i'm going to tell you up front Now this is crazy it may sound crazy to you you may think i can't do that that's fine this is what i do and you can you can maybe you know chop off the ends of this and do it differently and and you know frame it down to a, a lesser time period but i have taken my morning ritual and framed it into about a three hour three hour 15 minute process that's right and Before I even tell you what my morning ritual is, let me tell you, the things I'm going to mention here, I have prayed about and I have thought about, and what we're going to be doing in this morning ritual here, in my case, is going to be serving bigger goals, serving greater needs. These are going to point me in the direction of and take me to where I want to go in various areas of my life, spiritually, emotionally, knowledge, et cetera. So I wanted to give myself a track to run on. And as I laid this out and and I played with it for weeks, just looking at the timeframes, looking at the the things I wanted to do specifically that would help me get where I wanted to go. And and it just worked out to where it's about three hours, a little over three hours, maybe. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I, you know, I have to go work every day and do what I do in, in ministry. And I have to uh, record a podcast and I have to write blog posts and I have to, so I began to think about all things. So if I've spent the first half a day every day doing this stuff, so guess what? I determined early on, I have to get up earlier. What a novel concept. Oh, wait a minute. If I have to get up early to get these things accomplished by a certain time in the morning, that must mean that I have to go to bed earlier. Oh, wait a minute. If I've got to go to bed earlier, that must mean that I have to not spend so much time in front of the TV or the computer in the evenings. Oh, wait a minute. What does that mean? That means that I may not be able to be fixated on entertaining myself and vegging out and doing mindless activities. I may have to be really purposeful about the way I spend the last hour or two that I'm awake at night and make sure I'm in bed by a certain time. You see what I'm saying? So if these outcomes that we're working toward are important enough This process just naturally causes us to have to look at other habits and other things that are affecting our progress. And so if you approach this honestly and with integrity, what'll happen is it'll be a little bit of a snowball effect or a domino effect. You'll begin to address one area, and in addressing that area, you realize, oh, wait a minute, I've got to deal with this. Oh, wait a minute, that means I can't do this, and I'm going to have to say no to this person. And so over time, we begin to frame our life on purpose. And one of the greatest tools we have is rituals and routines so that our these habits that produce great results can be developed in our life. So here's my morning ritual. Get up in the morning and the first thing I do after I've gone to the restroom usually is I mosey into the kitchen and I drink 20 ounces of Kangen structured water. Don't Don't matter what kind of water it is, that's just what I do. You, you become very dehydrated during the night, and my wife and I invested a number of, about a year and a half ago, I guess, two years ago, in a particular uh, water machine that uh, restructures the water. It makes the water uh, not only more alkaline for our bodies, but it also causes the water to be microclustered. The molecules in the water be microclustered, so I absorb more. It does. I actually become more hydrated with this water. So it's just the kind of water I drink. I just flip on the water faucet, switch over to my water machine, and I drink 20 ounces of water. At least 20 ounces. Sometimes I drink as much as 32. Two big glasses right back to back. As soon as I'm done drinking my water, I, and usually actually before I drink my water, I flip on the water pot that's going to boil my water kettle that boils water for my French press coffee. So when I'm done drinking my water, I walk over and I, I get my water off the kettle and I pour the water into the french press coffee maker and for three or four or five minutes i'm waiting for my coffee to make and once i have had my water once my coffee is made and in my hand i make my way into my home office where i have a recliner there and i sit down and i do my quiet time now some people call this quiet time some people call it devotionals some people call it their hour of power some people just call it uh their me time i don't know it doesn't matter what you call it, but I want to start my day, every day, by getting in touch with and coming into the atmosphere of the one who created me. You see, I talk much on this program about becoming all that you were created to be. Well, I don't know of a better way to become that than to spend time in the presence of the Creator. So, this quiet time, I block off 45 to 60 minutes for this. And the first thing I do is I'll put on a little soft, music, just to create a little bit of an atmosphere in my my room there. And I sit quietly. I just I'm not meditating, really. I'm not really trying to think of anything. I'm not quoting scripture. I'm just allowing my mind and my spirit to be absorbed into the atmosphere that is heaven. And after a little while of being in that atmosphere, I will reach over to my phone or my iPad and turn on my one of my favorite apps. It's the Daily Audio Bible. And if you're not familiar with that, I'd recommend it highly. You can read uh, certain passages every day there that takes you through the Bible in one year, or you can listen to it being read to you or both. But in any event, I listen to 15 to 20 minutes worth of scripture is usually the daily reading. And then I have two or three different devotionals that I do every morning. One of them is listening to the Father's heart. One of them is called uh, Jesus Calling. Occasionally I do one called Thank God It's Friday. It's, it's by Oz Hillman. And there are others that, depending on what I might be feeling that morning, I might tap into. But every day I go through certain readings, and I, I'm just watching as through these things that are actually on paper or on my iPad. It's amazing how God speaks to you. I spend some time in prayer, and then the last thing I do in my quiet time is I just get still with my music and I listen. What are you listening for? I'm listening for my father's voice. The Bible says my sheep know my voice and another they will not follow or answer. So I'm listening. What is daddy saying to me today? What are my marching orders today? What is there a specific word he wants to speak to my heart just to encourage me and affirm that I'm his son and he loves me? Is he challenging me in some area of my life? Is he calling me to improve or to grow in some area? Is he calling me to repentance? Maybe he's going to speak to me to ask for forgiveness. But I spend time just listening. That's my 60 minutes of quiet time. And I transition from that right into journaling because I want to record in some form a way to, so that I can go back and understand and know and ponder more on what I heard that day and what I felt that day, what I read that day what the devotions spoke to me that day. So I spend time journaling. And, you know, I have found, as with a number of my friends, that it's good to have a template to work from. Four or five questions that you can just have, that you have the same questions every day. What did I do yesterday, and how did I feel about what I accomplished? What am I feeling today emotionally, spiritually, energy-wise? What, what are my feelings? Third question is, you know, what am I reading today and what, what what I read, what did it say to me? Another question that I have on my template is, what did I hear Father say today? What's what's Father saying to me today? Then I ask myself, I say, what are we wanting to accomplish today? And I list out several things that are important that I accomplish that day. Then I have a question that says, what one thing must I get done today? I put that down there. And then I have a category at the bottom that just says miscellaneous thoughts. And I just journal there, whatever's whatever comes to my mind, but I encourage you to journal and you'll find that God speaks to you as you're writing and say, well, how do you journal where you can do it several ways. You can either get a, you can get a, uh, just a moleskine little notebook or a spiral notebook or a composition notebook. My gosh, you can go to any retail store and, and buy all kinds of beautiful, uh, journals, all kinds of styles. I am using a wonderful app called Day One, and I do all of my journaling in the app. The app is on my computer, it's on my iPhone, and it's also on my iPad. For those that are Android users, there's another wonderful app out there, and uh, we'll mention that a little later in the program under our resources. But journal, I take time to write. And once I'm done journaling, I throw on my tennis shoes and my... I'm already dressed in my workout clothes because I did that right when I got out of bed and I take off for a, a walk. Now I have to be honest and be very transparent here. I've not been as faithful with this in the beginning of the year as I had hoped to be. We've had some very inclement and very cold weather here and I don't know about you but I don't like the cold. But my... My ritual is that I want to get in some exercise and get my body moving. Here's the piece. While I'm walking, I'm making great use of this time because I'm always listening to an audiobook. Audible.com is my friend. And so I have 45 minutes that I read a book every morning, and I'm feeding my mind. And once I come back from my walk, I go straight to the shower, and I get dressed for the day. And while I'm in the shower, while I'm getting dressed, I'm listening to a podcast, or maybe I'm listening to one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, religious speakers or maybe uh, some sort of a course or a motivational teaching or a personal development teaching uh, just I'm I'm listening to something that's going to grow me grow my spirit man challenge me to be better once I'm fully dressed I make my way back to the kitchen and have myself a breakfast shake I take my vitamins for the day my supplements for the day and then I'm out the door well that's my morning ritual you say man it's a lot Brian. I said, yes, it is, but here's my thing. I'm developing these habits, and notice, this is going to feed my spirit, man, and grow my relationship with God. It's growing me in knowledge and in wisdom. I'm learning to be directed by the Holy Spirit, so I'm not just going out into my day with a bunch of tasks to do. I actually go out into the day confident that not only am I going to be about my father's business, but He he's there to lead me and help me. I'm going to be going out... Healthy because I'm drinking water and I'm I'm making sure that I'm I'm eating properly. I, these are habits that I'm forming all the time. I also have an evening ritual where I spend at least 30 minutes every evening reading, doing some type of reading, whether it's blog posts or books. I reflect on my day. I go back and I really look at, okay, here were all of my things that I wanted to get done today. How did I do? What do I need to move forward? I revisit my journal from that morning. And almost every day I add something to it from that day. And then I spend about 30 minutes planning my next day, and making sure that I'm ready and I have a track to run on for the next morning. I spend a few minutes in prayer and then I'm off to bed. The key here is to make it a ritual. The key here is to make it a routine, something you do over and over again in the same way. And doing this forms this pattern of behavior and it forms habits, and then habits create these outcomes that we want in our lives. So, what are some other possible areas where you can form rituals and routines and habits? Well, your diet and your health. Uh, I, I've already formed this now, fully formed. No carbs, no bad, no bad carbs, no sugars, no eating after seven o'clock. These are things that I'm committed to. Did so back in October of last year. And, and now they're second nature to me. If I do it, if I deviate from those, I know, I feel as though something's not right. Relationship with God. How about a ritual or routine for having your evening at home with your family time, dinner table, prayer time with the family. How about working on your business, financial stewardship, writing, date night with the wife or the husband, date night with your daughter or your son, time with your son if you're a father, and so many other things that you can actually create wonderful habits that produce beautiful results and you do it in the context of rituals and in the context of routines. So a couple of reminders, tools and resources here. If you're going to go after these habits, you need to write down the new habit you want to form. Name it. And then as you are planning out how you're going to execute these routines and these rituals, I encourage you to use a day planner or to use some kind of software, some kind of an app, so that you can actually list out, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Now, you're going to have to be that rigid about it for a while because it's not second nature to you. It doesn't feel right. It's it's different. So I use Noseby, which is my task management, time management, productivity tool. I also have a wonderful app on my phone called the 30-30 app. I'd encourage you to take a look at that. You can actually break these steps or ritual steps down into minutes, like five minutes on this. And, and it names them, and, and so you just click them off like a checklist. If you have to, block time out on your calendar. Get a calendar, a physical calendar or a calendar on your iPad, your iPhone, your smartphone, your computer, something. Of course, I mentioned the day one journal, and then the Android journal is the D I A R O, Diaro app. I believe that's how you pronounce that diary, but not a Y on the end, an O on the end. The Diaro app. And uh, both of those, I've, I've vetted both of them online. They're phenomenal. Of course, I'm using the day one app. So let me review quickly five steps to forming powerful habits, meaningful rituals, and routines that will. Increase your productivity, but also move you in the direction that you really want to go. Number one, answer the question, what do I want? Number two, examine your beliefs and your habits in the areas of your life that you want to see improved. Number three, identify what new beliefs and what new habits you need to form in order to move the needle. Number four, commit yourself to doing these action steps every day, every day, every day until the habit is formed. And then of course, Establish rituals and routines that will help you to do so. You cannot change your future, but you can change your habits. And surely your habits will change your future. Dr. Abdul Kalam. You cannot change your future, but you can change your habits. And surely your habits will change your your future. So I'm going to ask you this question as we wrap this episode up. What new habits will you form? What will you take action on today that will change your future? I want to invite you to comment on this episode. Share with us what habits you're going to be forming and working on this year. Go to brianholmes.com forward slash 068. Go to the show notes, of course, for that episode and go to the comment section and we would love to hear from you. Let us know what you're working on so we can encourage you in the process well a couple of quick announcements here that I think will be very important to you just want to mention that We've got a new website coming out toward the end of this month, maybe the first part of February. We're very excited about that, and I've been working on it for quite a long time, and we're just about there. So uh, sometimes good things are worth waiting on, but it's going to be a phenomenal resource for you. So be watching brianholmes.com for that as it's being released here in a few weeks. Big announcement. Our New Beginnings Intensive, our our day-and-a-half-long workshop, is going to be in the Dallas-Fort Worth area on February 27 and 28, just in about a month and a half from right now. I'm telling you, this is the time where you can reconcile your past. I'm talking about bring all the books to balance and close the books on the previous season. We're going to walk you through the process to do that. We're going to bring you into a place, an environment where your dreams can be awakened, where you can actually come alive again to the idea that you can be, you can accomplish, you can perform at the level that God's created you to perform at. We want to bring you through the process to awaken your dreams. We're going to help you to develop a solid plan and strategy. So when you leave that room on Saturday afternoon, the 28th, you will have a plan in place, an action plan in place that you can go out the next day and implement right away. And we're going to spend the last couple of hours of our day on Saturday in a beautiful process that I call prophetic activation. We're going to lead you through a process where we're going to Activate what is already on the inside of you, so that we can send you out of that place, ready to be, ready to do all that God has given you to do. Go to brianholmes.com forward slash new beginnings. It, the site is up, the links are up. Registration is going online next week, but go to brianholmes.com forward slash new beginnings to find out more about that. Next week. I'm going to be talking about 12 lessons that I learned in 2014. You will not want to miss that episode. And also, I want to remind you, our Monday Mastery series that's going on right now is on personal responsibility. It will marry beautifully to this uh, subject we're talking about today. And I encourage you to tap into what we're doing right there on the program. Well, it's awesome to have you with us as always. Thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for being a part of my life. Thank you for giving me the honor of being a part of yours. I don't take it lightly. It's a it's a privilege to serve you week after week, bring you content that I pray is relevant and meaningful and is adding value to your journey. Just wanna say thank you. You know, every day I'm listing on my journal some things I'm thankful for that day. And often I say I'm thankful for the people who are listening, those that are plugged into what we're doing here. It's really a blessing, and I thank you for that. I want to encourage you to subscribe to our weekly email update, and uh, that way you can keep in contact with everything that's happening here at BrianHolmes.com. Subscribe to this podcast in iTunes and share it, man. Share it with everybody you know, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, all these different places. And if you wouldn't mind, you can help us spread the word by going to iTunes and rating the podcast and leaving us a review there. That really, really helps us become more visible and helps us get the word out. All of this can be done at BrianHolmes.com. Well, we trust that something we've shared today has challenged you to pursue God's very, very best for your life. We want to, again, encourage you to be healed from the past. Allow your mind to be renewed and your heart to be activated so you can fulfill This beautiful, unique purpose that God's put you in the earth to do. Until next time, remember you are made in His image, designed for a purpose, and destined for greatness. The entire world is waiting for you to show up. God bless you. We'll see you back here next week.